the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA09. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. We cannot be a podcast that is known for judging people's wine drinking behaviors, Taylor. No, I will. I think typically, I think white wine, you drink it colder. And I don't really like when there's like a cold red wine. Like when they, someone gives it to you cold, I'm like, I don't know. I don't love this. I like want it to be warm, but like, who knows? If, well, like, we can, we can, we can have this out with Sorsha in like three weeks or four weeks in person. Oh, cool. We will do that. Sounds good to uh, me. So we are recording. Oh, wait, do I have to do the intro? Wait, why don't you do the intro this time? You never do the intro. Okay. Okay. Well, you did the intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Doomed to Fail, the podcast where we cover historical or true crime relationship or event that was doomed to fail. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here by my friend Fars. Fars, how are you doing today? That that was acceptable. (laughs) 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 You crushed it. You absolutely crushed it. I'm almost out of the job at this point. Uh, I... Uh. Great. I'm wondering who is the celebrity we hate this week besides Justin Timberlake. Who else is there? Um, who's done something that is deplorable? Wait, are you is is, are you baiting me for your topic? No, it's a new segment I'm starting called the Celebrity of the Week. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Who do we hate this week? Wait, I, I didn't have one prepped. We already talked about Justin Timberlake because I finished Britney Spears' bio. Talked about Jessica Biel because of the anti-vax thing. What else? Shit, I don't know. Nobody else has drawn my ire this week. All right, well, I'm sure something will happen. We'll sit on it for a little bit. I also, Taylor, want you to know that I came up with another multi-part series idea this week. And I was going to do it for this episode. And then I realized that it is going to take fucking like months of research because it is like very Yay. Well, I'm excited. So, That's very fun. More stuff coming up. So we can go ahead and dive into an actual topic that is substantive to the point of this podcast, which is two people who came together and did awful things. And that is true crime, which I've deviated from okay. it's engineering disasters, you know, submarine disasters for some fucking reason. All of it. But this time, I'm going back to our bread and butter. Okay. I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I don't know where my notes are. Oh, God. <laughs> just wing it. <laughs> I don't know where I put all these. I just did some. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. So, Taylor, I'll start with, like, the premise about how I started here. So, you know, first off, it's not called the – Wait. What is Wait, happening? hold on. Hold on. I just had a stroke. Hold on. <laughs> I do have okay, Far's okay. address, everyone, if you're worried. I do have the ability to call 911 if Far is like, if I lose Far's in the middle of this. No, no, we're, 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 we're back. We're back. So, everybody, is it just me or did, is the name of that serial killer they caught the architect? Is it, is it the Gigolo Beach killer? The Gilgo Beach killer? Okay, Gil. Okay, okay. So, I was listening to a podcast. Are you just about listening this guy. to it, but you're not seeing it. I see. I see. I see. I see. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So I was listening to the podcast about this guy earlier, and they kept saying that Gilgo Beach 
killer. And I was like, this guy's not trustworthy. You can't even fucking say the name of the beach right. And then, and then I Googled it and was like, oh, it's, it is, I've been calling it Giglo Beach. And it's Gig, Gilgo Beach. So I I'm think wrong. so. Yeah. But anyways, I yeah. got my idea for this off of that podcast I listened to. Not about that, but about um, the whole concept of a Lonely Hearts Killer. Have you heard of these guys? Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine. Tell me more. Yes. So it is essentially guys like this Max Schurman guy the Gilgo Beach killer who lures people in because of like sexuality or whatever. There's like multiple versions of this. The most perverse version is like where you bring, lure somebody in because you're like really trying to like tell them you love them and want to be with them, but really you're just out to kill them or steal their shit. And mm-hmm. it was a really good podcast actually, but it, it brought up uh, this guy named Philip Markov, who's a Craigslist ad killer. Remember that guy? Oh. He was like, I think so, but he, he killed people so who like, did like massages. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he would kill like prostitutes. He would find prostitutes in the one ads of Craigslist, and then lure them to like a hotel somewhere. He actually only killed one person. He was just, he was an idiot. So this guy was like, okay, it's not, this has nothing to do with my story. I just got on a rant. This guy, this guy Philip Markop, he's the Craigslist killer, and over the span of like five days, he lured three women to his hotel room like prostitutes and then robbed two of them and killed one of them. And he was caught two days later. Like he I think was we say sex stupid. workers. Totally. I think, I think we say sex workers. Fair, but, fair. We'll call um, them sex workers. But he, um, but he was like, is he the one who was engaged to someone? This, like, yeah. This, this guy was so right. pathetic. So like, I looked him up and I was like, God, you look exactly like the guy I would imagine to this. He, he was engaged. He was about to start medical school. And then he just started, like, for, like, the one week his fiance was out of town. It was just, like, it was just such a cliche of, like, I have it all made. I'm just, like, a rich kid, and I, daddy's mm-hmm. going to take care of everything. He's had this whole – he started committing, trying to commit suicide constantly. The day his fiance broke up with him in jail, which was, like, he's indicted on a murder charge, he, like, tried to c- commit suicide that day. And then he tried to commit suicide again on the first day that their wedding was supposed to be. And then a year passes, and he actually commits suicide – on the one year anniversary of when they should have gotten married. So like at 24 years old, like he was just like, I don't know, just gross. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that put me on the concept of the Lonely Hearts Killer. And so I went back a little bit in time into the 1940s-ish to find a couple that were basically this concept of the Lonely Hearts Killer. Their name was Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck. So I'm going to start by discussing them as individuals and then how they came together and what they ended up doing. Cool? Cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. So the main antagonist. So you're going to get upset with me over this, but I'm just going to deal with it. <laughs> so let's start with that. <laughs> so Martha Beck, uh, she was born in uh, 1920 in Florida. Her childhood basically sounds like a tuba player just followed her around everywhere. She apparently had some medical condition that caused her to gain a ton of weight. And so she was basically an outcast. I looked at pictures of her. She's objectively huge by even today's standards. So back then she must have been huge, huge. Because I looked at the average weight classes, not the weight classes. I looked at the average weights of people back then. And men and women both weigh 17 to 20 pounds heavier today than they did back then. 
And this woman was fucking, oh, sorry, this woman was big. She's big for today's standards. So she was fucking huge by 1940 standards. What's her name again? Martha, Martha Beck. She okay, looks like Mike Ditka. Uh, and, so, sorry. I'm on one right now. <laughs> so, anyways, we all, it's, it's fascinating though, that we all weigh like so, the average woman weighed 130 back then, and they weigh 166 now. The average man weighed 160 back then, and now we weigh 195. I'm yeah. I mean, I, I think I think we know why that happened. I'm a bit of an outlier in this, just <laughs> so we're clear. So I'm not fat shaming anybody. I'm just saying that again. Okay, so like long, long story short is like because of her weight, she couldn't work. She couldn't attract men. She her, she was sexually abused as a kid. Like, her mom beat her. Like, this woman sounds like she had a horrible, horrible life. Like, she's a horrible person, so let's not feel bad for her because I'm going to tell right. you what she ends up doing with people. But also, she sounds like somebody that just should have been just bashed against a rock as an infant because she was going to have a shitty life anyways. Well, it sounds like she had a shitty life and maybe didn't have a chance. And there's also plenty of people out there that find that chicks attractive. So... I just want to say that out loud. This is not a civil that. rights show. I don't know. Zero not, people like, would find her attractive. It means show. that you don't find her attractive. It doesn't mean that you can't find someone. Anyone can find someone to like them. That's all. Continue. That's true. I, I found people like me and I'm grossly overweight. So. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? You can't see Taylor's face. She's making a. I'm just so, I'm smiling at you because I'm like I don't want I don't ever want to weight shame anybody and I know that you knew that you know, that's what we're gonna argue about but I feel like that's weight is not an excuse for being like nobody loves me because that's not true. Okay, but it's not that the is, only thing that was going on in her life. We'll continue. That is that is not true. She okay. Let me give you different examples. When she was coming up, there was no Instagram. There was no internet. There's barely telephones. There's Western unions. She can't go to the next town and find the guy that's really into her for who she is. She's like stuck in her town. And like, that's where it gets worse. It actually gets a lot worse than this. I just think you can find a guy there, but I don't, but I don't, I don't even feel like this is something that is her problem. So continue. <laughs> okay. So moving care. on, moving okay. on. She ultimately, because she, she couldn't find work in Florida. She actually had a nursing degree. Couldn't find work as a nurse. They intimated that this had to do with her weight. I don't know why, but it did, apparently. So she ended up moving to California, and there she began working as a nurse. And she ended up getting pregnant with a kid there, like a one-night stand type of situation. The father refused to get involved. And so given the era that we're in at this time, she told everyone that the father was killed in World War II. Which, like, she was, like, kind of almost right. Because apparently this guy, when he found out that she was pregnant... He threw himself into San Francisco Bay to kill himself. <laughs> and apparently he got dragged out and rescued and then was like, okay, suicide isn't the answer. I maybe will hopefully go to war and get killed, but running away from Martha is the only answer. And so he just disappeared. To his credit, though, he was a serviceman. So he was an actual army person. So she was kind of close. Like he almost could have been a dead soldier. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think he did the right thing by just leaving and not killing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because we've talked no, about that before, being like, don't kill your spouse, just leave. Just leave. And it seems leave. easier to do, maybe then, but 
get the fuck out of there. Okay, so we're painting a picture here of Martha, who now in the 1940s is with child with no husband. Like, not a good situation to be in. Yeah. I'm not saying I think it's right. I'm saying that's the nature of the time. So, she tells everyone that the dad was killed, the father was killed in war, which is like kind of like an awesome trick because at that time, everyone was really sad for her. And because all this happened in California and she ends up moving to Florida, nobody can check her story anyways. She was in California and she gets pregnant with a guy that's her no, husband, apparently. And like, it's an awesome story. No, I think most of the human history, it seems pretty easy to make shit up. It seems harder now because of the internet, but you could just like make shit up. It seems kind of fun. Think of how many cakes and cookies you would get. Oh, man, I should make up a fake wife. I feel like you'd send me something, Taylor. To, ki- to kill her? So that we would feel bad for you? Is that where you're going? No, no. Like, make up a dead wife, and then I get cakes. Sent to me. Well, you could join my app, Widow or Won't You? <laughs> then how we verify people are really widows. <laughs> it all comes back around to our get rich very slow scheme of widow or won't you i love it but then if people find out you're actually a widow then they don't want the cakes back right that's not great yeah that's exactly why i send people cakes <laughs> oh my god so, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is gonna be like a three-hour podcast so we um we're back in florida so has a baby, husband's dead, fake husband's dead. I'm in Florida, husband's a war hero, he's dead, we're good. At this time, she meets a bus driver who knocks her up. So once again, she's pregnant and is with child. The bus driver, to his credit, decides that I'm gonna do the honorable thing, I'm gonna marry you for six months. He files for divorce six months after they get married. So he was like, in, this is like in and out situation. So now, you have this woman who is, has two children, is single, and is essentially a social pariah for multiple reasons. And she does what you do in that situation at that time is you put a personal ad in the paper saying you want to find someone to date and be with. So like the version of online dating we have today, essentially. That's when she attracts our next antagonist, Raymond Fernandez. Raymond was born in 1914 in Hawaii, so he's about six years older than Martha. His family moved to the mainland and settled in Connecticut. Given how early in time this was, there's not a ton about his childhood out there. Other than the fact that he got like bladdered in the head pretty bad. So apparently he was on a ship when a giant steel hatch fell and cr- crushed in his frontal lobe. So, like, the frontal lobe is what they jostle around when you have a lobotomy. It's like, it changes your personality pretty significantly. And by all accounts, this is the time when his personality kind of changed. He, like, went from being, like, kind of like a normal dude to being, well, they said he went from, like, a normal dude to being kind of like a womanizer, being really into, like, voodoo and black magic and shit like that, which kind of sounds cool, but probably not the way that he practiced it. So, that's Raymond's situation. (laughs) That kind of sounds cool. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna tip my hat too far, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also worth noting that along the way, he had a wife and four children in Spain. In the middle of all this, by the way. So there you go. Got it. 
Uh, Raymond's work was to essentially like it was, it was it, 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 foolproof. His job was to answer personal ads from women, take them out, make them like him, and then steal whatever they had. That was his job. That's where he did full time. Raymond answer, answers Martha's want ad, and from what I can gather, Raymond kind of had some game. Um, I don't think it would have taken very much to woo someone like Martha, but whatever it took, Raymond with his dented brain and fractured skull were able to win her over. So Raymond at this time was living in New York. So I guess this is like national press or something like doing one ads across the nation. And by this point, Raymond had pretty much abandoned his children and wife in Spain. So he was like, I'm done. I'm done with this old shit. I'm now, I have this cool apartment in, in New York. And he eventually convinces Martha to come stay with him at his um, apartment in New York. But he tells Martha, look, mm-hmm. This is not like a kid's situation. Like, I literally, like, I abandoned my four children. We don't need to add two of yours to this mix. So what Martha does is before she leaves Florida, she goes to the Salvation Army, which I didn't know this was a thing. You can drop kids off at the Salvation Army. Did you know that? You can drop kids off at a lot of places. Yeah. Um, Parents, I think the Salvation Army is, is, like, supposed to be more of a um, – because it's like a – yeah, I think that – was like what it was for i think at the beginning was like four things like that like during the depression i'm making that up but i think that's true and now you i know you can drop babies off at like hospitals or fire departments um there's you just drop them off there's places like you know like i think we talked about how in china before they had like the one baby rule and there's places in china where someone people have like mailboxes for babies like just drop it off like please don't kill it just drop it off you know a lot of like churches and um those kind of organizations will just take babies because if people can't take care of them like you want it's like you can right now in america you can no questions asked walk into a hospital hand the first person you see working there your baby and walk out and you have the right to just disappear and they do that so people don't kill their babies a good thing yeah okay yeah apparently you could also do that with the salvation army so parents if you don't want your kids yeah. put them in a mailbox maybe there's a, like a certain age isn't there's definitely like a limit you can't drop like a 14 year old off i swear to god if my parents knew that was an option they they probably would do it to me right now <laughs> but, but here we are see you mom and dad uh. so Martha goes to Salvation Army, drops her two children off, and then makes it all the way north to New York to be with Raymond. And um, I just can't imagine what the fuck Raymond's apartment was like or what it smelled like. It could not have been nice to be in that room. Mm-hmm. Raymond ends up telling Martha how he makes money, and Martha didn't seem bothered by it. She decided that she kind of wanted, wanted in on it and that she would act and pose as Raymond's sister. Because if you recall from when we talked about the Moors murders, Having a female accomplice is, like, really great for, like, looking not like a crazy person. <laughs> like, you just – this really helps yeah. a lot. Totally. And, and so this kind of, like, escalated thing. So Raymond and Martha, obviously, they were in a sexual relationship. I think in Martha's mind, they were, like, really, really together. In Raymond's mind, he was like, great. Like, this is fine. Like, I can just do whatever I want, and she'll draw more women to me, and it's all good. That's how I interpret their relationship. So – it's kind of implied that in most cases, Raymond would do the robbing and stealing before any consummation could be had, but that he would also sleep with some of these women, which would, he was in the same apartment usually that him and Martha were living in, essentially. And this would make Martha super, super pissed off. So apparently, like. Wait, why was he sleeping with those women? Who is it? Well, he would have sex with them and then steal their money. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got so it, you would great. he would take whatever he could in that situation. So Martha obviously was not a huge fan of this. One of these women was a 66 year old woman named Janet Faye, and she ended up like Raymond would like wasn't just like robbing her like he was stealing from her gradually and so raymond convinced janet the 66 year old woman that she should come live with him that they're going to get married they're going to be engaged in a cage couple and so it's kind of like a longer con than most of them and so janet goes and lives with raymond and raymond's sister martha as far as she knows and one day martha sees the two of them in bed together raymond's asleep janet's asleep they're in bed together they're naked Martha uses okay. a hammer to bash Janet's head in. <gasps> and in the middle of this, Raymond, thinking super quick, decided that to help – he decided to help strangle Janet, which, like, it's not a bad move. If you're being caught cheating on your spouse, like, and she starts killing the person you're cheating on them with, like, your best bet is to kill that person with them, I think, right? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, no, it's bad. This is a bad situation. But then also, then I just got sad because I remember that this whole thing is about lonely heart people, and that's so sad that you're just like you just want someone to love you, and then like someone kills you and steals your mind. I know, I know. But what listen, listen. Okay, like again, like you're, we're gonna have a fight about this. So here's the thing: Do you want to show your day fiance? No. Oh my God, Taylor! You have. I don't to really watch TV. reality TV. I know, but I, but okay. So I don't know. Maybe we're going to agree and get, get to the same answer eventually. Like we always do. But like, um, I think there's so many people in the world. I just don't understand why you have to, why this happens, but also I'll, I'm like, I've, I'll tell you been, exactly. I've never been happens. lonely. Okay. I'll tell great. You, lucky you. So I'll tell you exactly why it yeah. happens. Listen, <laughs> if you're yeah. like in your sixties and like somebody who is beautiful in their twenties wants to be with you, it That's is not about your personality. So yes. I did the math. In exactly. this case, Raymond would have been about 28 to 31 years old, give or take, when this right. murder of Janet happened who's 66. Of course he's not with you for your personality, Janet. You were yeah. around when fucking Napoleon was invading Ukraine. I don't know, I don't know science or history. <laughs> but you get my point. Why is not a scientist, you guys? No, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. That's why that's what makes it so sad. Because you're just like, maybe this is real. Maybe someone will love me, and then they don't, and they kill you, and it's sad. Yeah, just like don't make yourself a victim. Just like don't be like, oh god, like. But you want to believe it, don't you? Taylor, listen to me. Listen to me. As my friend, what I'm advocating for. I don't know either. Listen, as my friend, if I ever, I'm like, hey, I want to come. I'm I'm gonna come visit you guys in Joshua Tree, and I show up with like my. 21 year old supermodel girlfriend okay yeah. you have to take me aside <laughs> you have to separate us okay like you have to tie me yes, down like farce <laughs> look at you like this is this would never happen in life it's, it's not your charm it's, it's the it money is, it's the millions of dollars you have a, from making this podcast that's why she a, loves you it's a 33 cent spotify is paying us <laughs> We're not. We're not getting any money from Spotify. We. I've not seen that thirty-three cents. <laughs> I've been keeping. I'm a, I know. I'm the one who registered. So I'm, keep, I'm pocketing that. <laughs> now knows. Okay, keep going. So, anyways, moving on. So, at this point, Janet's dead. 
Raymond like mostly didn't do anything, but like kind of was like, okay, I gotta I gotta keep Martha happy, so I better strangle this elderly woman. So they decided they want to skip town after that first murder, and they probably want kind of a little bit of a palate cleanser, move on with their relationship. So they ended up resettling sure. in the suburbs of Grand Rapids, Michigan, where they meet a woman named Delphine Downing. So Wait, stop. yes. Kelly, hi. Kelly is my friend from work and she got a new job and I haven't seen her in a few weeks and I miss her and I love her and she listens to this this show and she's in Grand Rapids. So hi Kelly. Hi Kelly. Thank <laughs> we're you. About, we're about to tell you a bad story about Grand Rapids, probably. Tell 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 your friends to listen to this, Kelly. We'd really love it. <laughs> but yes, we are gonna tell you a bad story about Grand Rapids. So they meet this woman, her name is Delphine Downing, and Delphine let them into her home. She was a widower. Is that a widower or a widow? No, it's widow. Yeah, she's a widow. A widow, right? yeah. Yeah. She's a widow it's and she has a two year old daughter. Could she have used could she have used an app? She it would have done her much good if she had used an app. Um but th- so at this point she's widowed. She has two daughters. She's a two-year-old daughter, and for some reason she was possessed enough to let these two people in. I can only assume this was a V one of like Airbnb, which was just like pay me five dollars and you can stay in this extra room in my house. Like, I don't know why else you let these people in. Yeah, that's like most of human history, right? You could like go to someone's house and just like at least like stay in the barn. I guess. Um, so apparently this two-year-old daughter that Delphine had would cry constantly and it like enraged Martha that this kid would cry. So at one point she tried to strangle the two-year-old to death. And then like at the very end, she decided to let up on the kid. And this ended up leaving a bunch of bruises all over the kid. Like the kid was just like bruised up and banged up and they had nowhere to go. They were basically homeless. All they did was rob elderly women. And so Raymond being a shrewd customer, once again, proving how you can be sharp and make decisions on the fly, decided to shoot Delphine in the head rather than having to explain the bruises. Smart move. Did they kill the baby? I remember the baby. Don't step on my outline. (laughs) No one knows what happened to the baby? They decided to stay a bit longer at Delphine's house along with the corpse and the much alive two-year-old daughter who's crying unsurprisingly did not get less when her oh, mom, oh, really? mom was rotting in the corner. Oh my so, god, it's so terrible. So after a few days of this girl crying, uh, Martha decides that it was best to just drown the baby and then bury both their bodies in the basement. So, uh, neighbors obviously get suspicious. They, you know, this is one of those times when, like, you're in, like, it was the 1940s. Like, people cared about each other then. So, neighbors grew, well, not everybody. They, they didn't care about the ones that didn't look like them, but they cared about their neighbors. Exactly. So the neighbors were okay, suspicious. I get it. And see, we both reached the same conclusion. See that? I see what you're saying. Yeah. They called the police. The police showed up, and they immediately arrest them, too. Neither one of them had any property rights to the house. They had no keys to the house. It smelled like a dead body in there. So they're like, obviously, you guys did something. Raymond immediately confessed. Raymond doesn't sound smart. Raymond sounds like he suffered a catastrophic brain injury that was undiagnosed and untreated, is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. He was oh told God. He was told that if he confesses to the crimes, they wouldn't extradite him to New York. Because at that time, New York had the death penalty. Michigan didn't. So he was like, I did it. I killed – we killed this woman and the kid. 
just keep me in Michigan. They said, okay, he, he signed his name. That was a lie. They immediately pinned him with 17 random murders, which like even today, nobody actually knows how many people they killed. They know for a fact they killed these three though. So on those three murders, Janet Delphine and the daughter, they were extradited to New York. They were both sentenced to death. And on March 8th, 1951, they were both put to death on the same day, which is kind of romantic. Like Lonely Hearts, kind of like kind of a sweet thing to do, I think. Right? That happens. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's kind of cute. Uh and 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 like I actually think that they were like they were kind of pure in a way. So Raymond's last words were, quote, I want to shout it out. I love Martha. What do the public know about love? That's actually what it Great. says. What do the public know about love? Mm-hmm. And, you know. man, like, he really, really loved her. Like, like I, I, oh, sorry, and Martha. So uh, Martha ended up having her last meal, which apparently was ham, eggs, and coffee. Then her final statement was, quote, what does it matter who is, wait, hold on. I can't read this. Sorry, quote, what does it matter who is to blame? My story is a love story, but only those tortured with love can understand what I mean. I was pictured as a fat, unfeeling woman. I'm not unfeeling, stupid, or moronic. In the history of the world, how many crimes have been attributed to love? Really, she ended it stupid, but like she started it strong, I think. I mean, so I feel like, yes, he probably was the first person to give her, like, ongoing attention, you know, but they still, I mean, you're saying that they probably killed more people than this, or you think that they did, or were they just charged, just, like, charged with their... No, I for sure think they did. I for sure, like, they they killed a two-year-old. You don't start at killing two-year-olds. You graduate to killing two-year-olds. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. It's all bad. But it is interesting yeah. that, by all accounts, I almost so usually in these situations, I think like the man manipulates the woman into doing things. In this case, you got a guy with fucking severe brain damage, and then Martha's mm-hmm. the aggressor in like both situations. She strangled the daughter, and then she bashed Janet's skull in, or she bashed Janet's skull in with a hammer, then strangled the daughter. It's so, like. I don't know. I, I think maybe like I think New York might have killed a handicapped man. Yeah, no, I think that that could be true because he definitely had brain damage. He was definitely like a criminal because he was robbing people, but maybe he wouldn't have killed them if she hadn't been there to do it. But maybe like what made her do that? They do look know. like a cute couple, though. Like I do aspire one day to like be in a relationship like this where we look at each other and you're happy. And it's they do look happy. Back and look at that. They're so cute together. Oh they my god, cute. they are so cute together. They're so happy. Listen, I think I think she's cute. I think I do. Like she looks cute with her little flowers on, her little forties haircut. And they like each other. I mean, they shouldn't kill people. He he looks handicapped though, Taylor. Like he kind of like I don't like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like he just his eyes look like they're both they're going in different ways. His his head doesn't not look dented. He kind of has, you know? has a Robert Duvall vibe to him. Okay. I mean, it's very sad. It's sad. Oh, oh, I see a picture of the baby. Um, tell me this guy. That's sad, and I feel like 
this guy right here, he does not have it all there, right? No, I agree. And that's too bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like it definitely has to do with his head injury. And maybe it has to do with her feeling like no one would love her because her first two boyfriends, like, or whatever, guys who got her pregnant and just, like, desperately didn't want to be with her. But you can just, like, meet someone who likes you and then not steal. I just saw the baby picture. What are you on? Cute little baby. I know. She's so cute. I mean, don't kill people. Is the answer. Is it? The obvious answer to this like the one guy did a great job by just like leaving if he didn't want to be with her he just left fine like he, don't he threw himself in San Francisco Bay like, well you know he got out he didn't die <laughs> he got um, out and he didn't die I mean I don't know do you know more about her personality I feel like with crimes like this why with, you think that she was the one who didn't do this with crimes like this that go back so far in time, like there, there wasn't a constant true crime. Nobody was pouring over this shit constantly. It's so, like yeah, details were sparse. Finding details about Raymond's life was like almost impossible. Like there was basically nothing out there because who the fuck is documenting mm. this shit? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like um, I'm gonna see if they're in this book. In this, they're not. I want to see if they were in this. Um. popular crime book but yeah no it's they it's, were the original I don't, I, I, I don't lonely i feel hearts. like i don't know more why yeah and that's sad it's sad when someone's like i don't know like there's so many stories of that especially with the internet where you could like pretend to be anyone you know and like convince someone to give you money tell someone that you love them blah 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 and then take all their money which is so sad I know. Because you just you just want someone to love you, and there's people out there who want to be loved. And I say that again as someone who's never been lonely. Lucky so, you, Taylor. Good for you. I know. I'm saying I don't know, but I am in a happy, healthy relationship. I might. I know. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Juan Carlos was looking at your pictures, and he was like, "Ooh, who's this?" And we're excited to meet her. Oh my! Uh, my Insta post. My stories? Yeah, you're making it insta yeah. official. Yeah, it's, so see, yeah, like we're very mature about it. <laughs> it's all insta official. <laughs> no, we went to Great. went to a haunted house on Tuesday on, on Halloween. Fun! Oh my god, yeah, it was just Halloween. God, I feel like it is. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. I feel like my my brain is like, please go to sleep for the rest of your life, which is not what I plan to do. But like, oh my god, I'm so tired. But yeah, so yeah, we did. We went trick-or-treating, and it was very fun. Cause... Dude, Taylor, extend the trip. Extend the trip. Like, stay longer and go do this road trip with us. Not a road trip. It's not a road trip. It's like, it's like... I know. Because I have to go to school. Are you, when are you getting there? So I get there. We get there, like, Friday at noon. Okay. Yeah, we don't. We get there early. But we get there Wednesday, and then we're spending two days with Juan's parents, and then we're going to the wedding. Farz and I are going to be together again. In we've seen each other so much this year, it's actually bananas that we live so far apart and have seen each other so much. It's almost right. too much. <laughs> We're gonna hang out again. In a we can week. actually we got to figure out a recording schedule for that weekend because I'm sure it's gonna be chaotic. We can yeah, we'll find a place. Yeah, for we gotta figure it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm super excited. Our friend Jay and Beth 
are getting married. Um, Jay also just, I just got out of the whole month of watching scary movies with Jay and it was so fun. Jade is a wonderful scary movie calendar and Farz pretends to be grateful for it every year, but never joins. I'm always grateful for it. I just don't join because there's other shit. <laughs> They're doing it on East Coast time. I'm on Central time. She's on, Taylor's on Pacific. It, like it is hard to align calendars. Well, we worked it out and there's a couple nights a week where Jay would stay up late and Marsha was with us and we ended with the others, which I'm sure you love. Is that the one with Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Oh my God. So good. So he always ends with a classic. We did that one and then we did Exorcist 3. Oh, there's also, this has nothing to do with anything. There's also a new Insidious with Patrick Wilson and I was like looking at it and I was like, ooh, Insidious. And my husband was like, cool, you want to watch it? And I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, he like one listens to all of our podcasts so he listened to me defending my love for Patrick Wilson for like five minutes. I'm like, You're just... <laughs> Wait, so sorry, is, that, is, that, is that the Devil on Trial one? No, no, no. That one is um, that one is that's actually a documentary. That one about the story of the that was the Devil made me do it was a Don't conjuring. It, yeah. This is Insidious. Insidious is like Patrick Wilson uh... where he's like followed around by like that devil monster where it's like the devil yeah, was yeah, behind yeah. him in the thing and like was burned. He's buried Rose burned. Um, anyway, I definitely want to watch that later. We've been, we just, we're almost finished the fall of the house of Usher, which has been so good. It's okay. Taylor. Scary. So I watched the first episode of that and I mm-hmm. had one of those nightmares where I was like, mm. I fucking, the nightmare was this. I still remember to this day. So I watched the episode, you know, that scene in the beginning where or it's like the first half of the movie where like the mom's obviously dead. And the guy's like, she's behind you. You can turn mm-hmm. around. I was like, I'm not going to do this. If I turn around, it's a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like, the mm-hmm. thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Great. I've, I've jumped several times watching the show. I like the, I like, you know, that whole, that, that whole group, that their vibe. They do all those scary shows, like the Hill House and all that. And I like it. It was fun. I jumped a couple of times. Um, so, no, so far, no, my. So my Till I woke up because I, um, I, the dream was, <clears throat> and it felt so real. I was in, I went to the shower. Like I felt like I woke up and I was going to go take a shower and I was in the shower and I heard a, a scratching behind the, the, um, the wall. And I put my ear up against it saying, I'm still here. It like whispered, I'm still here. And I just fucking lunged into my bed and I woke <gasps> up and like, I was like, Oh my God, did I dream that? Did that really happen? It was so scary. It was really scary. Yeah. That's why I, I only, I only did Your one episode. Old too. I was old. I only did one episode and I can't do any more. Cause I was like, I, I can't watch this alone. Like I'll get too scared. Oh my god, that's so funny! Oh my god, I love it. That's yeah, it's really scary. Yeah, so I'm going to continue to do a little bit of that, but then it's Thanksgiving before we know it, and then be in North Carolina, and then it'll be Christmas, and then it'll be next year, and then we'll do it all again. Fuck yeah! Hopefully. Fuck yeah! Um, Keep doing it. Sweet. Cool. Taylor. Um, well, thank you. That was terrible and sad. I'm sad for lo- people who are lonely. Which Taylor wouldn't know. She wouldn't lonely. Send us an email. Like. Taylor wouldn't even know what I being lonely is like. I've been single for like four months since I started dating people when I was 15. So, you know. Tough. It is tough what it is. Life. But, yes, um, if you are lonely, write to us. Tell us tell us what it's like yeah. to be a social pariah. Tell us what it's like to not know love and to know that it never will come for you. Well, you should, you should get a therapist. <laughs> You should talk to that. Me or just oh yeah yeah no you yes but I mean I mean everyone 
We should all get therapists and try to figure it out. But lonely heart stuff is so sad because you want so much for someone to love you. And then you get someone who's like maybe a criminal. Maybe you would you do it if you were separate? Who knows? And there's all those like just horrible things of people not even killing anyone, but like just taking someone's money, you know, because they're emotionally invested. And that grifting is just so sad. This doesn't sound like that. But it was sad. If you're in this category, just learn a, learn a fun hobby and throw yourself into something interesting and fun. And before you know it, you'll wake up and be doing a podcast with your friend. True. <laughs> I like it. That's a good All way right. to end this. I'm gonna go ahead and cut, we got there. I'm going to go ahead and cut it off. Thank you, Taylor. Social media at Doom to Fail. Doom to Fail pod, gmail.com. All the oh, things. Yeah.